Hello folks and welcome back to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff and this evening I'm delighted to be joined with a, by a very special guest. It's Martin Wall from the, the Killy View podcast. Um, Martin, something a wee bit different here. I think you'll be the first ever Kilmarnock fan we've had in the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, well, a, a privilege. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, probably going to get dog's abuse from my fans, maybe. We'll see. Um, but no, it's a privilege to be on here and, and chat all things Kilmarnock. And obviously, um, you know, both ourselves and, and you uh, are in a good shape at the minute going into uh, tomorrow's game. So quite an exciting uh, game to come up to uh, tomorrow and talk about. Don't worry about the dog's abuse. I'm probably going to lose a lot of staunch points. But the, just the premise <laughs> behind this new idea, the listeners, obviously we've done the um, Europa League reaction draw with the West Ham, Brighton and the Liverpool fans um, on the one podcast. I've had good feedback so far. Let's um, try and take the blue tinted specs off and actually have a grown-up conversation about a game before they be one-sided. So you mentioned it there, uh, Martin. Um, obviously Rangers flying high. Um in the, in the title race, well, two points ahead of Celtic. Kilmarnock, fourth. Um, obviously, Hearts have um, created a wee bit of a gap um, in third place, but Kilmarnock, two points ahead of St. Mern. I'm just looking at the league table, eight points ahead of Dundee there. So, again, gaps are creating in the league. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, the, the, well, we always look at like the games, me and um, our co-host, Neil, who, who's not on tonight, but he... We talk about like points and we look at the games as maybe three or four at a time and think like, what can we get from that? And, you know, the obviously we, we split it for so Celtic away, Aberdeen at home and then obviously yourselves at home. So for me, we were looking at a marker of four points would be a really good return um, because, as you, you know, <laughs> realistically on any other season you're probably looking at maybe possibly two defeats and that and sneaking a win against Aberdeen um but I mean the way we're playing at the minute you know that's one defeat in 14 in all competitions one in 12 obviously the defeat came uh Ibrox uh in the new year where we didn't disgrace ourselves either um so yeah there's a lot of, to be optimistic about you know we, we beat you already um obviously the, the the win uh you know way back on the you know, the first game of the season, it, it's not really, you can't really compare that because, I mean, one, uh, I'm not going to mention his name on here because uh, I'm sure you don't want me to, but we, you know, we know, we know what the story is at Rangers and, you know, it's a totally different kettle of fish playing Rangers these days. So, um, you know, let's face it, Rangers are the form team at the minute in the league and, um, you know, I would take tomorrow, you know, if we get a draw tomorrow, you know, I think uh, Kilmarnock fans would be very happy with that. It'd be good to get your take on um, both teams for your Kilmarnock point of view, both Rangers and Kilmarnock, um, starting with your own side. So who, I, I think I know the answer here, who's, who's the danger man? Who's who's going to be the, the guys that you can, you know, if they're going to have a good game, they're going to take the game to Rangers? Yeah, well, obviously, as you said there, you know, Danny Armstrong, you know, it's just an obvious one. Um, he's he's not, he, we, it was a bit of a flash in the pan, really, last season. We thought, you know, what was going on here? Because he, he couldn't even get in the championship. Um, didn't start the first couple of games. And then, you know, he basically kept us in the league last year. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. Um, but then this season, he, you know, we thought, can he can he carry it on? And he, and he has. And he's actually got even better. Um, he's adding more creativity to his game you know his, his end products um in the final third is a lot better but the, i think the 
best thing about it is the fact that we're not just relying on Danny Armstrong this season. And and I thought last season there was a bit of a period where there was that pressure on him and, and he dropped form for a couple of months. Um, so, yeah, Danny Armstrong's an obvious one. Um, and I think him and Tav are the, the most creative players in the league, uh, if I'm right in saying, this year as well. So, you know, it'll be an interesting match um, tomorrow between them. But the other one to probably look out for is Matty Kennedy. He is totally transformed, you know, for the player he was at Aberdeen. Um, and, you know, if Danny Armstrong is a player that you're maybe not going to be on his game, you can guarantee that, you know, someone like Matty Kennedy will be as well. So, How how do you see um, Kilmarnock attacking Rangers? And the, the reason that I ask that question is, it'd be good to get your point of view on it. I always hear about how James Tavenier can be got at full-back and cards on the table, Martin. I'm a Tav fanboy, so I'm a wee bit biased there. But so I'm I'm looking at Danny Armstrong and Matty Kennedy, like will their fullbacks be in trouble? Or I'm thinking about a Derek McKinnis traditional team at Aberdeen and he did like the odd long ball here and there. And the Rangers centre halves have been caught out with the basics quite a few times this season. That is quite a worry. What how do you see Kilmarnock setting up in in that sense? Um Usually, with Derek, he likes to switch things about. But I mean, this season he's been sticking to his guns a lot more, and and the same team that um, should have really beaten Aberdeen by five or six at the weekend, you know, started the game uh, away at Celtic the week before. So it would be no surprise if he sticks with that. Um, the only concern is that people like Liam Donnelly, who you know, has really come into a game recently, um, he's a sort of player that's not going to play pretty football, but he's going to get in the faces of, you know, the players and, and just break up the play. So it'll be interesting to see if he keeps with him. But if he doesn't, then I can see maybe just one change and bring Watson back in. Uh, obviously, he, that it's more his game where the opposition are going to have more of the ball. Um, and Watson's, you know, going to just basically try and get in the faces and, and win possession and be that sort of box-to-box player. So I can see one change. But, yeah, you, you know, I think we will... We like to get it quick, you know, out of the back. Sometimes we like to like probably play the longer ball more um, and get it out to our wide men. And that's probably our identity, really, is is uh, being solid at the back, uh, you know, basically sticking to the game plan this season and getting it out wide. And like you say, if Tavernier is sort of one that likes to burst forwards, you know, it, it could be somewhere where we try and, you know, pressure him and put him not, you know, need to really sort of... We need to put. We need to be on the counter. I think you know we're a bit, we're at home. We should be confident. Um, we can't let you come on to us. We need to press as well. And I think if you look back to the Celtic game at home, where the first half they totally dominated the ball, first half an hour got the goal, could have been two or three up. But then see second half when we came out, Kennedy and Armstrong were proper right up there, you know, into the faces of the Celtic. And I think that's what opposition players don't like with us this year is we we do. Do, do the high press really well uh, and as, as you've seen recently against Celtic if you've seen the highlights on that it's something that we did really well to to you know to stay in the game um, and obviously got our deserved result at the end which you lot are very happy about I know you're saying we've seen the highlights I'm pretty sure the majority of the listeners um, have watched that result all back um, <laughs> uh, that, it's an interesting point about the 
you know, that disciplined backline. And again, it's very daring kind of session. I think for me, the that's a big difference uh, Rangers have between now, have um, that we didn't have at the beginning of the season. We didn't quite have the creativity and we were still reverting back to tight where if we weren't sure what we would what what way forward, put it out to the full batch, cross the ball in. So many teams in the SBFL um are, are well suited to that. Um they are, you know, they do the basics very, very well. Um Rangers at under Clement, there's a bit more of an urgency in the attack and we can play through the lines a wee bit more. We like a shot for outside the, the box as well. So I'm I'm hoping that, you know, we I think Kermanic will frustrate Rangers um early on uh, tomorrow, but I hope that they keep doing what they're doing and don't just revert back to cross the ball in and letting your centre half stay wet. Yeah, I think the boy the boy that's got two goals for you in the last couple of games, I watched the the, the game against St Johnston where you you know won three nil and a fantastic goal from um Diamandi Diamandi yeah and then obviously similar position where quick feet got the shot away early on in the Hearts game and yeah I mean he's going to be one I, I was thinking about that and thinking God you know he's seemingly getting used to the, the league already now um and yeah he's going to probably going to be one that we need to watch tomorrow because um like you say we do need to just snuff out any long distance shots because um. Yeah, you know, you have got enough quality to hurt us in certain areas, and you know, if you've got one or two players off your game, you've you've probably got more players that can hurt us more than we have, maybe. And um, we've got good solid players, but I'd say our two wingers are the the main ones. But I, I would, you know, Marley Watkins as well up front for us has been a revelation. Um, someone that I was wasn't really sure about when he signed, um, but for me, he runs the channels well, runs the lines well, won't give you any space or time. Uh, Vassell gets his critics in that recently, but he's had a really good game at the weekend and he'll put himself about as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the, the thing is now with us is that we've got options on the bench and, you know, you look at our bench when we last played you to what, you know, even just after Christmas there, to, to what we've got now and, you know, to have Dave Watson on the bench who, you know, really should be starting, but just the way the players are playing at the minute, the team sort of picks itself. Um, and, you know, there's no given rights for any player to start. So having Watson on the bench, knowing he can come on at any point and mix things up in the middle, you've got Van Veen who, okay, he may not replicate last season's form, but, you know, he's he's not, it's not it's not as if he was doing that two or three years ago. It was only a few months ago. Um, he's got quality as well to come on and, and, you know, mess up the sort of centre hours and ruffle them up. And he's got that bit of quality as well. And then you've got Greg Stewart, who obviously yourselves will know about. And for me, Greg Stewart is, he's not got pace. He's never really had pace, but he's really good at linking in the play from midfield to the attack and, and that and dropping deep and picking holes. Um, and he's shown signs of that already. I mean, at Celtic Park, when he came on, there's such a different spraying balls out wide, you know, I mean, that equaliser came from Greg Stewart, really, switching the play. Um, and that, that was all his vision. So, you know, you've got all that on the bench and that. So I'm pretty confident that we've got enough about us to really hurt Rangers and, and give yourselves a few questions. Um, but, you know, realistically, you know, if you play to your maximum or, you know, you play to your potential of what you're playing at the minute, um, you know, you really should beat us. Um, that's no that's just the facts, you know, that's the way it is. But, you know, there's there's certainly, you know, we won't lie down like like previously. We will give you a good game. Um, and, you know, like I say, I'm quite looking forward to it. And, you know, it could go, it could go one or two ways, really, this game. Um, but, you know, 
yeah. My question to you is, you know, would you do you find this game a lot harder now um, because of the pitch? Obviously, is a question. But do you find also, do you feel the the fact that we can cause you problems now, or is it just a case of the pitch? You know, I, I mean, that's a. I, I would <laughs> like to get your thoughts on the pitch, but I'll answer the the same part first. Um, before I come on to the pitch, um, my worry about tomorrow is, and this might be a wee bit of scar tissue for me, where over the last few years, Rangers have started games really, really well. They maybe went one goal up, but as soon as it doesn't go to game plan, if they don't get the setting quickly, or if another team goes one up or you know equalises, this group of players capitulate. Um, and I know there's a lot of the listeners will argue with me in the comments time and time again, saying, no, but it's, you know, we've added in a lot of new players, but we've seen, even this season, Rangers do that. Um, and they've not done that enough yet for it to not be a concern. So I, I may be throwing a wee bit of unfair worry towards Philip Clement because it has improved since uh, he came in. But I think we need to do that for another month or a couple of months for me to say, right, OK, this is us now in a habit. We can, when we go through a sticky patch, we can get back into games. And I think Kilmarnock um, will be, uh, as you said, well well drilled, really good shape. Um, but they'll fancy they'll be moving the ball quickly forward until it hit us on the break. And we've we've had a couple of howlers at the back over the last few months. That's probably where I think if Kilmarnock are going to come back into the game, it's if Rangers don't go two goals up fairly quickly. It's not even just going one goal up, but we've seen it at the weekend. Rangers got the second goal, and then for then on in, they just looked much more comfortable, but they did. The question of the pitch, um, I, I'm very much of... Bad weather, the pitch, if it's the pitch is too big or too wee, if it's grass, if it's fucking red ash, whatever. Both teams need to play in it. Um, you know, it's it doesn't bother me the fact that Kilmarnock and Livingston use the option that they have. Like yeah, I think personally, if we had a strong government body, they would put enough money into the into the game to make sure every team can have a grass um without bankrupting them. Um and so for me, it's uh, the pitch shouldn't be a question. Rangers should just adapt to that. Um, if if you're a good enough team, you should be able to adapt to your environments. Again, I might be being a wee bit naive there, but what what's your thoughts on it as a as a Kilmarnock fan? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm not a fan of it. Like, and that's I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love the fact that it winds people up, but that's just <laughs> that's just like, you know, that's just the side, you know, but and yeah, people are looking at it and say, oh yeah, with our home form, we kind of play on grass this that and ever. But I mean nah, I mean this year we've been really good away from home and been unlucky not to win games and we've drawn a lot more. Um I think I think the um I think yeah we train on it and I suppose there's that argument of yeah we get to train on it and, and we get used to the the pitch and whatnot. Okay, but um yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to see the grass come back. I think it's not next season, the season after when we get our new training complex and that. So, you know, when we start beating you on grass, there's no complaints in my eyes. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's... Um, Do you think it's a level, but... Time will tell. 
<laughs> Proper politician's answer there. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I'm not going to get into that. But what what makes the only, the only thing I will say right on it is it's it's one of them where we've lost against you, we've won against you. So it's the it's the it's the adage, you know. That's you know, I mean, Rangers have done it, Celtic have done it, other teams have done it. Everyone moans about it. Neil Warnock was moaning about it the weekend. I mean, honest to God, Neil Warnock's he's just so a, a jolly. Uh, isn't he? He's he's, he's loving. I couldn't give a toss, like. But I mean, for me, when you beat us, you don't hear the noise about the pitch. Um, you know, you, you get really bad injuries where people are out for ten months on a grass pitch. But then, if it happens on a, you know, a plastic pitch, you know, it's it's in the main news. Um, it's just one of them. But, I mean, you don't, you don't have to look at Celtic. They pumped us nine-one last year on in two games. Uh, this year we've beaten them twice, and Brendan Rodgers is crying about it about the plastic pitch. But you know he's got the same group of players pretty much, so it's just what it is, isn't it? You know, and um, like I say, time will tell when we get the grass pitch back. Um, you know, that's that's when we can have a chat about that. Then. Another another Tom point I wanted to ask you on. Um, I think we don't always agree in this podcast, but um, it's quite surprising. Most of us were quite. Surprised slash disappointed to see Lewis Mayo go in the summer. I know um, I've done a lot of coverage and a lot of work on the on the B team over the last few years, and I really like to look at Lewis Mayo. Um, looks as if he's went to command or settled in quite well. Um, he looks biggest compliment um, I could give him was he looked like the player I hope hoped he was going to turn into. Um, how how do you find his performances this season? Ask any Kilmarnock fan, he's phenomenal. He's, he's. I mean, he's between him and Watkins for signing of the season, but I mean, he just, for me, for Mayo, right, he'll have an outstanding game, but then every other game will be a 7 out of 10. You know, he doesn't drop below a 7. Um, I think that's a credit to him. You know, at a young age, he's, he's he's good on the ball. Um, he can play with the ball. He can, he can link in. He can play out wide. He can play through the centre. He's got pace. You know, his recovery is great. He's got all the attributes for, to be a really good defender and, and go even further. And I think um, he won't last at Kilmarnock. I think a bigger club will snap him up. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a great signing. And we've already recover, recouped the money that we've paid on him and, and he's worth a lot more now. So um, it was one of those where we had him on loan last year and he, he, he even stood out at times. He struggled at the start. Um, because he's obviously not play, played at that level. He played at Championship on loan at like Dunfermline and Partick. Um, but, you know, he, he grew into the team and became a, a standout player. And, um, yeah, he's just, I mean, he's when we signed him this year, I mean, he's just gone on leaps and bounds and he's just, yeah, he's just he's, he's got proper passion for the, the, the club as well. And I'm just buzzed, buzzing that we've got him, really. I mean, he's, a, he's you know, plays week in, week out, um, committed to the cause. And, you know, um, it's probably going to be one of those where the Rangers will be gutted to have seen him gone, really. But I know. I'd, I'd, I think it might have just been that Leon King was edged ahead of him. Because um, if you look at the Rangers centre-back options, obviously we've got... Um, 94-year-old Leon Balogun, um back this season. Uh, we've got Connor Golson, who's yet another side of, of 30. And then John Sutton and Ben Davis. At the beginning of the season, they were probably a bit part. Then Leon King is the fifth choice. Um, with the view of Leon King will grow into one of the main centre-halves. So I don't know if Rangers were just looking between King one or the other. 
but I thought that was a bit short-sighted. I thought, I hope Rangers maybe put even some sort of buyback clause in Mayo or like a, a percentage sell-on because, again, I, I don't think there was too much between him and King. I think King's better on the ball, but I think, you know, what always struck me with Lewis Mayo was how well he reads, he reads the game for a young defender. Um, and no, so I'm, I'm no really surprised that he's really settled in well. Yeah, no, he's, um, I mean, it just, it, you know, he it, it doesn't have a bad game. I can't remember him having a bad game this year. That's a credit to himself. He just, he just does, and it sounds daft really, but he just does the simple things, but does it really well. Um, and that's sometimes what you want from your defender. And then if he can do more than that, then great. But his link-up play with Armstrong at times, you know, he'll play out wide or sometimes he'll switch and play in the centre of the three if we're playing the back three. So he, he's very flexible as well. And, I mean, there's talk. I mean, Derek McInnes is drumming him up for you know, the Scotland squad. And, you know, he's that's his aim. And, he's you know, there's an interview there. And he is keen to push for that. So he has got his targets as well. And that's what McInnes is really good at. And that's what the difference is with the squad this year really is that he's, um, he's, he's bringing players out from the dead. He's, 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 his man management for Derek McInnes has been superb this year. There's players that have been on the fringes that have come in, you know, and, and he's, he's got a lot of trust in his players and, and yeah, the, the sort of morale in the team is great. And I think that's the, the massive factor. And it's probably similar to like early on in the season with yourself, where the discontent and the disconnect from fans and the manager and not there's no trust, whereas we didn't really have that last year either. Uh, we knew that maybe McInnes could do the job. I, I don't know what your thoughts were with your old manager, but um, let's face it, it was you know he's he's not exactly uh he's he's not he's he's an undercover agent nowadays this guy so um <laughs> uh honestly i couldn't believe you know it absolutely breaks my heart because if one of the first big interviews this podcast got was with michael veal when he was aston villa manager and you know it was a cracking interview he came across so well so when he came back as rangers manager i'm like yes i've interviewed a rangers manager and it turns out <laughs> It's turned out the way it's turned out, so... Uh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not good, but you know, um, yeah, I mean, just going back to my point now, that you had a real, really bad connection that was getting really toxic and that, and I, I read an interview today with uh, Jack Botland and that, and it was a really good interview, and I, obviously from an English perspective, I like Botland, I think he's a really good keeper, I think he's the best in the league. Um, I was quite surprised that he came up here, no disrespect, but, you know, I thought he was able to get to stay down in, in England and, and he should be playing for a, a Premier League club. I'm just surprised that he, he wasn't, but I mean, you know, why not come and play for you and play in Europe and look, you know, he's getting recognition now for a, an England call-up, so fair play to him. I know, I'll, I'll be honest, I was surprised when we got him as well, um, but, you know, I'm delighted to see that um, how he's turned out. So, just on McInnes and um, probably touching him with, as a last point, I'm I'm not surprised how well he's doing it at Kilmarnock and um he's a strange one. Um, obviously he got offered the Rangers job a few year, year ago and I think you, you can never tell how it turns out, but I think looking at him now, um and who we've got, I think I think it's fair to say Clement's got a much much more stronger experience in terms of what Rangers are needing. Um but McInnes, I don't think he'd done that bad a job at Aberdeen, seeing, considering he was hounded out. But again, I, I think Aberdeen are stuck in the 80s and they forget where they are at times. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think McInnes is a solid manager for like 
pushing for for third place. Um, I can, and I think you can see that trajectory. Uh, come on, Do you think he's going to be there as a long term manager? Yeah, at first I was a bit unsure, but then he was given the three and a half year deal when we were playing crap, and the board obviously really trusted him like last year, and yeah, he sort of questioned it really, and thought it's a bit of a weird one because we could go down there and. Um, he was just the thing I like about McInnes is, and obviously I, I know a few people within the club as well. Is you know speaking to how he is, and what you get with McInnes, like on in the media, and that whether people like him or don't like him, but in terms of his personality, you know he's straight down the middle, honest as you'll get. Like um, he's he's like that as a person as well. He's, there's no face, there's no second face. It's that's what you get. And uh, I think you, you sometimes find like um, you don't get that with a lot of managers. Um, you, you know, I, I've heard about like, into, I mean, I, you know, I watch all the sort of stuff from other clubs and that and just going, you know, on yourself and that. And when uh, Clement came in, you know, you, you see players obviously get a buzz on that. And that's just down to man management. And half of the, that's half the battle to, to be successful because if you've got a team that's pulling together in the right direction, uh, the results will follow through and you know like like yourself it, it's happened and, and that's what's happened with us you know as i've just touched on before with with us we've got players that we're, we're looking out the door and all of a sudden they're like a mainstay in the team uh, and it's all down to giving them confidence some need to kick up the backside some need a word a gentle word and say look you, you know you can do this you, you're good enough um, and others just need to realise that there is a team there and there's good players there in the building. And, you know, I mean, last year there was there was too much um, hit and miss with that. There was too many rumours flying about. There was uncertainty with players. The team was swapping every week. And whereas this year, it's like the team sort of picks itself at times, you know, and that, that's a difference. Like McInnes deserves a lot of credit for that. And he's definitely in it for the long haul, I think. Um, I think we're lucky to have him, if I'm honest. I mean, you know, Aberdeen must... I mean, there's a lot of Aberdeen fans will be like, no, we've, he, he ran his course and that. But what, you're quite happy to be scrapping down in the bottom six, you know, um, no European competition next year, possible relegation. You know, I, I'd know where I'd want. Um, they've had three managers since sacking McInnes. It's, um, yeah, it's quite a... You know, for a big club as well, you know, we're just mm -hmm. grateful that we've got someone like McInnes because, um, you know, I, I don't think we would have got out of the championship, if I'm honest, um, because he just about scraped it. Um, um, and I think that's just down to his experience. You don't manage over 700 games for nothing. He knows the league inside out. He knows how to get the best out of his players. Okay, a lot of people will say the signings we've signed, the sort of players that have been around the business in the, in the leagues, but that's because he knows that he can trust them. Um, and I think, you know, McInnes is good at what he does. Yes, and again, bringing it back to tomorrow, I think he, McInnes has got a lot of good results against Rangers over the last few years. Uh, more he's had more better results against Rangers than he has uh, against Celtic um, for for Kermanock and Aberdeen. Um, and again, I think he's he is very aware of how to get get points out of different challenges in this league. Um, and I'm afraid it's uh, cost Rangers a couple of times, and he he will set up um, knowing how to frustrate Rangers tomorrow. Um, so it kind of brings me on my, my last point then. So what's um, what's your prediction for tomorrow then, Martin? Yeah, like I said, I'm confident. Um, I'm wary of Rangers' um, dangers and, and the form they're on at the minute. 
And like I say, it wouldn't surprise me if we won 1-0 or it wouldn't surprise me if Rangers came and, and scored three past us. It's, it's one of them, isn't it? But um, I, I, I think that um, we'll get a one-all draw. I'm pretty confident that we can cause problems. And um, yeah, I think I don't think we'll win, but I think a draw um, is, is definitely on the cards tomorrow. Uh, um, I put on the live stream on Sunday. I predicted two one, and again, I think you you had the nail on the head there um, earlier in the pod when you said if Rangers played a potential, then they should be winning the motor. Um, again, it's it's a strata issue in me just thinking what happens when they get frustrated, and um, and I think they will. So hopefully, that's just another hurdle that Clement overcomes and just makes for Rangers' point of view the team much more confident going into the running. Um, but I think we both agree it'll be a it'll be a decent game. Tragically, no entirely. Yeah, I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right, I'm all for giving other teams a chance, and I'm probably shouting the advocate for that in the past. But do it on a night when you've not got the Edinburgh derby and you've got some like come on at Rangers. You know, that's just for me. It's just a bit daft. I mean, it's yeah. That's <laughs> uh, play play it when there's no big games. You know, but that's just a daft decision. But you know what? It is what it is, and um, yeah. It's uh, I'll be there, so I'll be enjoying it. But what I will say is, um, I think you know, obviously, I'm confident we'll finish fourth. I think we'll beat Aberdeen and, and at least get to the semi finals anyway in the cup. Um, but what I will say is, if you beat us tomorrow or get a positive result, and you know, and whatever, I, I personally think that with the games left, I know we've got the split and that, but you haven't got to come back to us, whereas Celtic will have. Because um, they've only played us once away in the league, um, so I think you—if you get that positive result tomorrow for yourselves—that'll be one in the bag for you, and it'll be your toughest away game. Um, probably go, you know, for the rest of the season, apart from probably Celtic. I don't—you've know, obviously got to play them, but that's always, you know, outside the South, the Celtic game. You know, this will be the toughest game for you, I think. And if you get past that hurdle, um, you sort of—it's a, it's a good advantage for you guys. Definitely, and it would be the most Rangers thing in the world to <laughs> to to win the morning and get scudded three nothing off Motherwell on Saturday. Um, <laughs> but here's what I'm wrong with that. But Martin, it's been an absolute pleasure um, talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Where can the the listeners find you? Yeah, so it's the KFC View. Uh, we always record every Sunday. It's always out. Um, so. Um, Probably just tune in when we've beaten Celtic. You'll enjoy that. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we'll look forward to the post-split fixture then. And I'm sure your your views will, will jump up. Uh, we, um, we're playing our listeners for Glasgow. But no, it's a pleasure speaking to you, mate. No worries. Much appreciated. Take care. Yep. And thank you all for listening. Again, um, first time we've done a podcast like this. Let us know uh, in the comments what you think. If I've lost staunch points. Fuck you, don't listen. Um, I'm only kid, only kid. But thank you. Here's hope we're back in Thursday talk about a Rangers win. Take care.